0: This evening in South Africa, there will be a speech delivered by President Cyril Ramaphosa, and it's called the SONA, which stands for the State of the Nation Address. I received a piece from Annabel Bishop, the desk of Annabel Bishop, who is the chief economist at Investec, and the title is SONA Preview, a chance to reduce the policy uncertainty that is bedeviling business confidence in South Africa. This is eagerly anticipated, but in several different ways. Maybe it's a chance to set the record straight, Annabelle, or maybe it's a chance for the Bears to indulge themselves in trepidation, if you see what I mean.
1: Well, that's exactly right, Lindsay, and unfortunately it's coming today when there's been a very recent provision in the number of coronavirus infections by China, which is also seen here on the RAND weakened quite a bit today. So, partly, I suppose, markets are concerned about what the sonar will provide tonight the State of the Nation address. The good news, potential for it, seems to have been reduced quite a bit. And that was the Kasatu suggestion that they buy part of Eskom's debt, you know, you know, close to 50% of it. And as a consequence of that, that would alleviate the financial pressure on the um, state and entities and on government. And of course, then on South Africa's credit ratings, it would have been a very good news story to lead with the sonar.
0: Yes, it really Sadly, is. You know, with- is it number one on the list? Is Eskom the absolute priority when it comes to State of the Nation? If we get that out of the way, we've got electricity generation, mines and manufacturing industries can start to plan their futures, and then we can build from there. Is it number one?
1: Well, I suppose, you know, it depends which lens you're looking through. If you're looking from a credit rating perspective, obviously, it's, it's government's debt trajectory. But then, of course, that has been blown up by Eskom. You know, whichever way you cut it, you come back to ESCOM. If you look at the lack of jobs, well, you know, job creation, that's, you know, because unemployment has, has risen substantially, even even though a tiny amount of jobs have been created, unemployment is still, you know, on an upward trend. Well, that comes back to, you know, the poor performance economic growth, which in turn also, again, comes back to ESCOM. And, of course, that huge, as you said, load shedding, it has impacted so negatively on economic performance, but also, of course, the uncertainty. As you said, business is not able to plan. We know, we know it with a great deal of concern that the unplanned outages are actually going up, not down, which actually increases the uncertainty.
0: Your first paragraph says the following, and it sums it up very beautifully. It says, the State of the Nation address, which provides updates on government's key policies, is being delivered in a very difficult environment this year. In key focus will be job creation, absolutely crucial in my mind, and should be the focus of everything, apart from the Eskom story. Inclusive economic growth and improving the living conditions of the poor, the fight against corruption, repair of embattled SOEs, state-owned enterprises, and improving the capacity of the state, health, gender-based violence, and education, including tertiary and financial aid will also receive focus with insights into the land expropriation without compensation or EWC process keenly anticipated. What a job, what a balancing act our president has.
1: It's an enormous balancing act. And, you know, if you actually have a look at the past two sonars, well, probably the past three sonars now, because there were two last year because of the election and, you know, one the year before, then you find yourself that pretty much the same topics get covered every single time. And I suppose that's why it's led a lot of market commentators, you know, and a market reaction to feel that, you know, it's a weak sonar or that, you know, it doesn't bring something new or, you know, even could have a, a negative reaction in that, you know, th- these factors continue to be mentioned perhaps and, you know, mm <laughs> the perception is perhaps not enough progress is made. I think, you know, what we probably will see in this sonar, you know, very importantly is continued focus on rebuilding the capacity of the state, repairing the institutions in South Africa, state institutions, and, you know, very particularly updates on the progress therein. This year was touted as being the year where we'd see the fight of coru- against corruption intensify substantially, with you know, a number of successful prosecutions, people going to jail. I suppose, you know, the waiting game continues. None of these factors have really come through. We talked about, you know, the likelihood now that either Casato's suggestion is stalled or that it might not happen at all with the Eskim debt buyback. And of course, you know, the real worry is what will be the good news in the sonar that will really change market direction. It, it seems like you know perhaps not that much anymore but you know obviously looking at, at other key factors as well are we going to get information on expropriation our compensation this seminar really presents an opportunity to reduce a lot of the uncertainty the policy uncertainty that came through from the 2017 ANC elective conference where we saw expropriation our compensation formally adopted as a policy of the ANC and you know giving insight into the methodology of how this will now occur and you know what is likely the process going forward well it's been a couple of is outstanding and, you know, sadly we're into 2020 now and this uncertainty is still bedeviling. The business environment, along with a number of other factors around policy uncertainty.
0: And of course, the backdrop to all this that you've just described is the fact that we have a macroeconomic environment that is less than pleasant. We spoke yesterday about retail sales, for example, which was unexpectedly down on market forecasters' uh, predictions. Uh, We had manufacturing production 5.9% down year on year. uh, The day before that, I think it was, we had PMI a couple of weeks ago telling us that we're below 50, so our manufacturing economy is shrinking And it goes on business confidence, consumer confidence. So as a chief economist, that also has to be a factor when you have a look at what you're expecting from the sonar.
1: That's right, you know, and of course, you know, some of the other worries, uh, you know, including, you know, the fact that economic growth has really been on a very strong downward trajectory since um, 2011. You know, dropping from growth of above three percent down to what could uh, prove for 2019 to be growth of about 0.3 percent. That's not just due to the load shedding. I mean, we've also seen a moderation, sharp moderation in real salary and wage growth in the private sector, and of course, you know, we've seen inflation continue to go up for many in the upper income categories, and you know. Those upper income categories, whether we like it or not, drive the bulk of consumer expenditure in South Africa, you know, around 80%, and that in turn drives the bulk of GDP growth, which is, you know, around uh, two-thirds. And these factors, you know, have have just seen a diminution. You've seen impact you know, on a lot of retailers and, of course, an you know, impact on the economy. The worry is that business confidence and consumer confidence is still particularly weak. And, you know, to my mind, the point of Sona is to really turn this around, you know, to really say we decisively are now looking to do this and looking to that and we will actually implement, implement it. And I think the big problem is that, you know, we have failed to see the implementation the markets have expected. In other words, I'm saying the implementation of National Treasury's growth plan. National Treasury's growth plan, which a lot of work was done around it and was well positioned to add a substantial number of jobs to the economy, fast economic growth, and really take us out the rat we're in. Take us out the bottom that we really seem to be um, reaching in terms of the economic performance turn us around and position us for strong economic growth well you know political um, opposition um, vested interests and a number of other factors aside we just have not seen this go ahead and of course this political um, issues the political opposition and the vested interests are part of the reason why it hasn't gone ahead so you know these are the big concerns and that's why everyone looks to the President and <laughs> to the State of the Nation address because ultimately that is seen as the leadership area um, to, to see what is going to change going forward so you know if, if we get just a repetition of the last you know few sonars it's not really probably going to be market positive
0: Is it a primer for the budget speech which is on February the 26th or is it just like the Lord Mayor of London's parade, it's just sort of symbolic how important in other words is the State of the Nation address tonight for local psyche and also from uh, an international investor's point of view?
1: It would have been extremely important if the Eskom-Casati deal, you know, it was going to go ahead. Um, if the pension funds were going to be able to purchase, you know, substantially reduce Eskom's debt by around a half, that would have translated through into budget figures. It would have translated into a lowering of the debt projections. It would have translated through into a very likely avoidance of a Moody's credit rating downgrade in March. So, We really ask what else could come through in the budget. Well, you know, probably not much else. It's positive. But on a negative perspective, we might hear some, you know, further developments around expropriation and compensation. Prior to this, the president had communicated it was going to be very limited. It wouldn't have a significant, you know, it wouldn't have much of a negative impact. They would guard against that. They were looking to limit expropriation without compensation of land to that of state land and also to that of unused or abandoned properties in the private sector that the owners no longer wanted. And of course, to the t- little areas that labor tenants, you know, farm on themselves, their home and their little surrounding um, area that they, you know, do subsistence production on. And of course, you know, as, as some speculative land always mentioned. now, of course, if, if everything's going to change and particularly if the courts are not to be involved, there's great concern. We hear that They feel it will be a lengthy process, but it's a lengthy process for a reason. You know, it's a lengthy process to make sure it's a fair and equitable solution. Of course, all of that, if it's now turned on its head, could actually prove to be quite negative if it comes from the state of the nation. You know, the, the president will probably be aware of that and that's why it'll probably be a fairly mild um, speech on that area as well, you know, supporting the ANC's resolution wholeheartedly but probably not giving that much information on it because we obviously have not yet heard, you know, or even you know, been taken through parliament yet what the change to the constitution will be. So I think the uncertainty will persist. I think the policy uncertainty will persist. I think the anticipation is that the this, this sonar is probably not going to provide the markets what they want and we probably are going to have to wait not just for the bad and um, but also, indeed, you know, when, when we start to hear these policies come through later the year on EWC.
0: Do you think there's any chance that he might, the president that is, might allude to certain recent events? I mean, there was a report in the, a newspaper about a week ago of a, a Dutch minister raising concerns about EWC. Now, this Dutch minister is important because the Dutch government has been very supportive of South Africa in the past with, with funding. That's number one. And secondly, on the corporate front, the amount of South African corporate not failures but disappointments in the last couple of years has been very very pronounced if you see what I mean and maybe he should bring that up especially in the light of what's happened in the last couple of days with Anglo Gold Ashanti leaving South Africa that must be of concern not only to investors but also to the government
1: you know, the, the difficulty is that there's all those factors you bring up, and on the other side, you know, maintaining cohesion in the ANC, and, you know, being president of the ANC itself, the leading political party in South Africa, and indeed the main force in the um, tripartite alliance that government in South Africa, you know, Kisarty, the ANC and the South African Communist Party, well, you know, fighting cohesion there as well, you know, ultimately, his job as president of the ANC is to promote the policies that the ANC themselves in mass decide, and you know going against that could actually risk seeing him you know at some point being considered no longer to be the president of the ANC and of course then of the country so these are probably factors which also weight into the discussion that you mentioned as well and of course if the movement in the ANC is to a far more left wing socialist communist approach in terms of extropriate our compensation you know that, that 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 is the direction you know that we, you might be worried about, you know, from a populist perspective, given the comments, then of course it will worry the investors, it'll worry people who are invested in South Africa, it'll worry new investors. And of course, you know, the Banking Association recently bringing up a very important point that people who have their land expropriation from them without compensation, without any payment for them, from a insufficient payment will still be liable for their mortgage bonds, their debt that they've used to to, to to purchase that land and pay for it. So, ultimately, you you know, you, you are expropriating our compensation from the banking system and not necessarily from individuals, um, which then can harm the economy enormously and actually result in a prolonged depression in South Africa, which is, you know, when economic growth goes into negative territory and can stay there, if that is the approach that's taken. Because, you know, first of all, if, if you confiscate someone's land and business, you know, perhaps agricultural sectors and Farms and they can't repay because they've now lost their business without compensation, or indeed other other assets, other businesses, commercial property, whatever it is. Not only will people battle to repay their mortgage bonds, they'll have little incentive. they'll have little incentive to actually repay their mortgage bonds. And these are all massive negative factors, which the Banking Association is now highlighting to government um, with this compensation policy. So, I think you can probably see there's a lot of interaction feeding into the system still and a lot of concerns being raised. And that may well be why we don't learn too much further on the EWC front. But Again, the important point, how do you go on an investment drive and attract foreign an investors to in South Africa while at the same time promoting an expropriation drive and, you know, one which may not even see individuals be, a, be able to repay the debt they owe and still be liable for it? You know, people are still liable for their mortgage bonds on properties. It's, it, it becomes very con- how that could work.
0: Put on two hats now, Annabel Bishop. You're the chief economist of Investec and you're also a South African citizen. What do you want to hear from the Sona tonight?
1: Well, I'd actually like to hear that the ESCOM deal is still on the table. I'd like to hear that kasatu is still behind it. I'd like to hear that they are going to proceed with it, um, if possible, and that they certainly are giving opportunity to have wider consultation, perhaps which is what's been mentioned, but particularly that, you know, that this is an objective that they want to actively continue to pursue for the good of the country and that you know that, that the actual civil servants themselves I think have not had sufficient clarity and have not been um found comfort in the fact that, you know, government will uh, guarantee their pensions um essentially. Um, um, and, you know, look after them and they're not going to lose out. They're not actually pouring the money into a black hole, as some commentators have mentioned. But indeed, this actually could be a prime solution for South Africa. You know, it's it's, it's eliminating perhaps a couple of legs on a debt equity swap, as you know. But, I mean, the, the bottom line is it is a very good solution for the cri- absolute crisis we're in in South Africa. If not, then must we continue the downward trajectory and in growth until, as I said, depressed negative territory and upward trajectory and unemployment into the 30s and above? You can't have... Fast, strong economic growth. If you don't have electricity to fire all the factors of production, you, know, you can't employ people if you don't have, if you can't have electricity to, so they can do their jobs. And of course, other factors that you might say. Well, then perhaps we're going to go into the renewable energy program. Well, that RRP nineteen has been stymied. You know that hasn't gone ahead. Even the RP two thousand eighteen, the renewable energy build program. The legislation is even too difficult for self-supply energy generators, people who, you know, generate energy at home for their personal use, so in corporates to put it on the grid. All of these regulatory factors need to urgently change. That could be another very good point that comes through in the budget. Not that we are thinking of doing it or looking, but we actually are now changing the regulations, and this is the date when it will change, and this is the date when it will happen. So just being very confident and looking to actually implement both the economic growth plan and indeed the RRP 219, and all the other factors which could actually generate fast economic growth, I think that's what we really be looking for from the
0: sonar having listened to you for the last 15 minutes annabelle and your analysis is quite excellent i uh, refer to one of your senior colleagues comments in a speech he made yesterday or rather a piece that he put out yesterday it's not rocket science a lot of what you've just said is not rocket science a lot of what you've hoped for is not rocket science in conclusion some of the things that uh, we need to fix are easily fixed
1: they are easily fixed, but if you don't have the political will, if you have a lot of vested self-interest, people who could benefit from not changing the system, but could benefit from the way the system is, or perhaps even, sadly, from the system getting worse, you know, from a political perspective the political aspirations, all of those factors count against you. It's it's very hard to understand why things have moved so slowly. It's very hard to understand why changes haven't been made where, you know, the economic growth plan of National Treasury hasn't been implemented, you know, fully or the the progress hasn't been made rather than implementing it fully. And, of course, you know, why the RRP 219 is not implemented. There's so much consultation and discussion and uh, plans and forecasts and, you know, really obstruction to anything getting done that we wonder why we don't have strong economic growth. Well, economic growth happens when you do things. I mean – Economic production is nothing else but doing something, producing something, getting something done. And if we are not getting things done, you're not actually having economic growth. You're not producing stuff. So, so this is simply where we've got to. But sadly, you know, we, we all fear that the uncertainty could prevail and that we, we still continue to see another year where economic growth forecast made the start of around 1% could be revised down through the course of the year towards zero, like happened last year.
0: Let's hope it's a simple sonar tonight. Annabel Bishop is the chief economist at Investec in Johannesburg.